time here. Cool, cool. I can hear I can myself, hear myself, now. myself now. Have you done it with multiple people before? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I have, definitely and I've never, I have, had, this and I've never had this issue. Okay. Hello? Yo. Hello? Hello? Any better? Uh, nah, uh, nah, it's still. It's, still, it's, <laughs> it's, it's so, so strange. strange. I've, I've done, done it before, it before and I've never done this before. before. Yeah, I thought yeah. I, was, I was using an external, external microphone. microphone. And, and now I'm and now not, I'm there. not there. So I thought so maybe I thought that maybe was the problem. Was problem. Hmm. That's, That's odd. Yeah, yeah, typically, typically it does, does not do this. Do this. Um, oh, you two sound good on my end. What does it sound like to you, Bran? You um, sound you fine. Sound fine. Yeah, yeah, you sound, you sound the, best. the best. What are you? Uh, what are, you, you, are, you, are, you on, are you on? Are you on? Are you on Wi-Fi? Me, yeah. That may be, that the, may problem. be the problem. Ah, uh, yeah, you're out walking around the neighborhood, aren't you? Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I, can't I can't be in the house doing this. It wouldn't work out. I think. Um, well, I mean, you sound fine to me. It just sounds you can't. You can't hear us, or what? No, I can no, hear I you, can but hear you, when, but I, when talk, I talk, it's so, it's, it's, so, it's loud so loud coming back, coming at, me, back like, at me. It's, it's, it's very it's distracting. Very distracting. <laughs> huh, okay. um, well, I could, we could do like, I could do one of you guys, and then maybe do another one later. Yeah. Or one of you guys. Well, it sounds like Scott's going to have the issue anyway. Well, I don't yeah, know. That's just know. a That's guess, just that, a it's guess that it's Wi-Fi. Well, I could, I could, I could try, try to get, try close, get close, close to my. Hey, why don't uh, <laughs> I'll drop off and you guys tell me if it, and I'll come back. Well, and, I hear uh, so, so I, I, hear I hear him, him having, having the same, having problem. The same problem. problem. You're the only, You're one, the only that one that normal, sounds normal, Daniel. Daniel. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, super Hmm. Well, I'm I'm down for uh whatever you guys want to do. I just don't have like a lot of extra time tonight. Okay. okay. Um, um, let me let me let me start with one of you and then if one of you guys wants to do it later, then we can do it too. Yeah, yeah, we can. I mean, I mean, since Daniel can hear you, probably best that you guys talk. Okay. And then and then. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I can try, I to, can get, try to get. I'll try to get closer, try to, get closer to my house. To my I can house, see if the Wi-Fi, the wifi thing makes a difference. Makes a difference. Um, uh, I connect to the Wi-Fi and it's still, still doing, doing it, it. So I don't know. Okay. It could just be. I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Why don't I just bail then? You guys do it. Do it. Okay. Sorry. Sorry about that. No, it's cool. No. No sweat. No sweat. Have fun, guys. Have fun, guys. <laughs> All right, nice to hear your voice for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. All right, dude. Bye. <clears throat> All, right. All right. I think. I think. I mean, I, I, mean, I can I still can hear still myself, myself, but, but I'm gonna be asking. I don't know what's going on. You sound clear on my end, so. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I mean, both of y'all did. I could hear oh. both of y'all just fine. That's very That's interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, yeah, if I sound good on your end, then I think it should be fine. What do I sound like on your end? You sound perfect. Okay, well, that might be the best we get tonight. So, tell me about yourself. What you been doing? What do you do? You mean like... What do I do for a day job? <laughs> no, it's just like what you do as far as music <laughs> Okay. Um, well, my name's Daniel. Um, I go by Daniel Austin, which um, Austin is my middle name. Some people who followed me long enough know my, my full name. But uh, people think because I've lived in Austin, Texas, uh, that's why I call myself Daniel Austin. But no, it's, it's my actual legal middle name. Um, I am uh, 38 years old now. I was born in Houston, Texas, and uh, I've been playing in band since I was probably, geez, I don't know, 13 or 14. I got a guitar when I was 11. Nice. And uh, my first band was a band called Finer Truth, which um, I think in eighth grade we played a, a garage show for my friend's birthday, and I had only very recently heard earth crisis so i was starting to get acquainted with the world of hardcore and straight edge and 
those kinds of things. Um, but that band was like somewhere. <laughs> I remember at that show, I think I wore like a Deftones beanie and we covered <laughs> a Toadie song. Uh, awesome. And then we had one song that was trying to sound like a hardcore band, like Earth Crisis or like a metallic hardcore band. You know, we we didn't know about all those um, genres, subgenres at the time. We were just kids, you know. And then in high school, we, we reinvented Finer Truth as a straight edge hardcore band specifically trying to rip off bands like earth crisis and one king down and another victim a lot of those you know upstate new york uh 90s straight edge bands you know mm -hmm. um and uh we did that through high school and then after we realized some people were going to go to school and try to grow up um i splintered off with the drummer and we started die young that's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, I sing and die young, but I've always written like 90 something percent of the guitar parts and recorded most of the guitar stuff. So, you know, getting that guitar when I was 11 came in handy. Um, That's awesome. I didn't know that you wrote the guitars. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, the people, so, so people in Houston all those years uh, when we were playing local shows, I was always called Daniel truth because I was Daniel from finer truth. Mm -hmm. And so when die young started and we started having a lot of revolving members so we could tour, I was usually the only original guy. So they would just call it die young was the Daniel truth show. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I mean, it was, it was my baby, you know, I put in like seven years of hard work, before we originally broke the band up and then we we brought the band back like four years later and did a few albums uh you know since like 2014 we've done like some seven inches and splits and a, a full length and um one of those comeback records uh we played we played well at one point we played some shows with a band called catharsis from North Carolina nice, who, nice. who Jimmy from tooth and claw, who was also like an undying he's and he's in catharsis and um, he's played in a lot of North Carolina bands, but um, Diane catharsis played some shows and Jimmy and I became pretty cool. And um, then Jimmy and Scott started sect uh, a couple years later. And I was sex booking agent for a minute. Whoa, that's oh, awesome. That's awesome. Uh, well, you know, like I actually was one of the singers who auditioned for to be the singer of that band. And, oh, you know, and for me, I was nerding out because it's like members of my favorite bands asked me to try out for the band. And, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and I got beat out by Chris Callahan, who also I love his bands, too. You know, so it's like there's no shame in that. And, you know, they they wanted me to do booking stuff for them. So. Uh, I did that for a couple of years with them. And, that, and that's how I think we became even better friends because then Die Young and Sect did some shows together. And um, so that's how Scott and I, uh, Scott from Earth Crisis and I also got connected over the years. And so now we're doing Tooth and Claw, which is Scott from Earth Crisis, Sect, um, may, may, writing the music essentially and I'm like the concept guy, you know, I'm the vocalist, the lyricist, and I come up with the uh, art ideas mostly. And I mean, we discuss all these things as a band, but, um, but yeah, so uh, Tooth and Claw is, is me on vocals, uh, Scott, um, essentially composing most, most parts of the music. Uh, Jimmy from Sect and Undying, Catharsis, he's, um, He's he's I guess he's a second guitarist now. He was originally just going to play bass when he joined the band, but I think we're going to get a bass player or at least someone to fill in when we start doing shows. Okay. So Jimmy, because Jimmy's really a great guitarist and he's he's more a guitarist than a bassist. So, and then we got uh, Cameron on drums, and Cameron uh, plays in a band called Magnitude. Yeah. And um, so yeah, we all come from like a straight edge, hardcore background. And, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Like, uh, I never thought I'd be doing a band with guys who I really would credit for getting me into 
not only the kind of music that I like, but the lifestyle, like the, the straight edge, vegan, you know, socially aware kind of lifestyle I've been living for, you know, so I'm, I'm 38. So, I mean, I've been claiming straight since I was 15. Yeah, my my edge is a legal adult now. It's 23 years old. So uh, that's <laughs> so I've been I've been straight edge longer than I haven't been straight edge. <laughs> um, how did you um, how get did into it? Was it the hardcore scene? Yeah, well, uh, my introduction to it was Earth Crisis on the Ozfest. VHS video because they toured on Ozfest and they're on this old VHS cassette with um, Ozzy Osbourne and Neurosis and Fear Factory and Slayer and all those bands and Cold Chamber and I watched their song Broken Foundation on that video at my friend's house and we were like whoa these guys are fucking out of control like and what are these X's on their hands, you know? And so we looked that up and it was like, whoa, they're like taking a stance against drugs. And as a fifth, I think I was like 14 when I saw that. And that was at the time where, I mean, I had experimented with drugs and a lot of my friends were getting really wrapped up in drugs. And I didn't like the changes in some of my friends' personalities when they started to really take drugs uh, a little too seriously you know, and finding about straight edge and the hardcore scene at that time gave me an option to go a different direction. And, um, you know, within a year or so I, I was involved in the local hardcore scene and there was, I met a lot of straight edge kids and, um, you know, we all need a place to belong. And, and, and I, at 38 years old, I'm not really, I'm not really so, uh, dependent on having a social circle of people that believe all the same things as me. But when you're young and you're trying to find out where you belong, having a group of people say, yo man, doing drugs, not cool. And they make not doing drugs. Cool. I thought that's awesome. You know, cause some of my friends developed real problems that I grew up with in the neighborhood. So it, it was just a, a positive um, alternative to what I was starting to see in high school uh, among people I grew up with. Um, so I, cre I credit to Earth Crisis entirely. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, um, what influences what influence were we talking about, about that? Uh, the uh, influences, the influences that, that had on you, on you were Earth Crisis. Earth crisis. Um, um, which, is, which, is, which is so cool because so cool, they were such, such a rock community. Yeah, I mean, what other band has been straight edge and vegan like and, and lived by what they proclaimed as long as them? Like nobody. You know? Um, I mean, most bands can't even stay together like just to get along as people. <laughs> you know, let alone like say, hey, we believe in this and we're always going to believe in this. I mean, it's, it's a really hard thing for people to do in general, you know? And I mean, I think for all of us, I mean... At this point in my life, I've lived this way so long, I don't think about it. It's not a big deal, really. But when I was a teenager, it was a big deal because, it, because like I said, it was kind of a rallying point to, to stand for something else and to not follow the crowd, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I needed that at the time. I don't feel like I need it so much anymore, you know? But I still think it's a really valuable thing for, especially for younger people. Mm -hmm. Uh, what, is, uh, what is what is your what is strategy, your strategy for you? Like, like, you're you're vegan vegan right? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, like I said, I mean, I I try. I don't feel so self righteous about it anymore, <laughs> <laughs> being as as old as I am. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that's essentially what it is. Is that I think it's a cool rallying point to show that there's a different way to live, and that especially for young people that's I think more important than, I mean, I guess it could be important for people who are older because I know people who maybe had some problems and then, then needed, they needed some kind of foothold, you know, to get out of the, the depths of their problems and having something like straight edge, which you can proclaim, it like helps them reinforce their new way of living. Right. 
Um, so like what, if it helps people in that way, I think that's awesome. I, I just think it's something that you, you can use the, the label outwardly is not that important, but if it does help you find a community, then I think that's great too, you know, because mm-hmm. we all need that to a, to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you, you said, said that, that when you, when you and I am, I am 33. So when you were younger, how did that look? What do you think changed? I think I think it's just you know um if you have people close to you who are either dealing with someone who's an addict or I mean I don't want to get into details of my family but there are addicts in my family and you realize that you know this is in a lot of ways it's a disease and it doesn't mean they're bad people you know so you I think as you get older Life beats you down in a lot of ways, but in a lot of ways, your understanding and your compassion for other people grows because you see it's not as black and white as some people made a bad choice and other people didn't. It's that some people have problems that you don't have for reasons you can't fully understand and and that you know, at least the sides of those people, you know, sometimes you see, man, these are people who mean really well and you know that they have a really strong giving loving side, but this is just like a demon that they deal with, you know? And um, I, I've never been someone that ever wanted to go out and like pick problems or people up for doing drugs or whatever. I mean, in Die Young, um, Die Young's never been a band that proclaimed vegan or straight edge. And sometimes I'd be the only vegan straight edge guy in the band. And there are dudes in Da Young who, if they don't smoke weed, they cannot play right. <laughs> and but they're very productive people, and they go to work. And I mean, I don't think that drugs um, are always bad for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it just kind of depends on your personality and what your propensities are. And um, I and I even think that m- most drugs should be legal, and the drug war is a sham, and that it's largely racist and classist and mm-hmm. keeps pe- people with problems in jail, which only makes their problems worse. And um, so uh, for, for a straight edge guy who's now in a band with a member of earth crisis, people probably wouldn't expect me to think like, you know, let the people with drug charges out of jail, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think they belong there. You know, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, I get, I, mean, I can, I get, I can, I can see how. how... All right. Sorry about that. Um, Sorry about that. Um, It's all good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I can see that. It's like like, I've never been the kind of person person who's super militant about it. it. Um, Um, But I can see how people can get there. And I feel like maybe it's my I've grown out of that. At least as an well, adult, you, like you know, it's, you know, it's interesting. Um, I, I think a lot of people who are often the loudest are the first to go. Mm. You know, I know I know people with straight edge tattoos, not just little straight edge tattoos, like large entire parts of their body. <laughs> and they're not straight edge anymore, you know, and um, it would be interesting if you if we had Scott on the call uh, or if you have another call with him, because. You know, I, I knew people from uh, Syracuse and upstate New York. They were very much part of the whole vegan straight edge revolution when Earth Crisis was the big thing. But when that all died down, people stopped living those values. You know, they sold out. Hmm. And a lot of those people would have been the ones causing problems with other people who, who weren't like them, you know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's an interesting thing about people and the way they uh, are influenced by beliefs, you know? Um, I think a lot of time people do it once they see like there's this herd kind of mentality factor going on. um, They kind of perform in a way that they think they're supposed to, to be part of that group. And, and for me, that's why the, the meaning 
has always just been more personal. You know, it's about self-control and um, trying to deal with life productively. Um, like, I really don't care what anyone else does as long as they aren't fucking things up for me or other people. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I totally mean, agree with totally that. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think it's interesting. You're talking about like the, 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 the social political, political stuff with stuff drugs. With drugs. Mm-hmm. And, um, and um, just for knowing your catalog of music that you've been in, been in or, at least or at least Die Young, die young. there have mm-hmm. been there like, been like would you say that your lyrics are like like more, more geared, towards, geared yourself, towards yourself or, or like, like what you're seeing, you're around, seeing around you, you or, or you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Uh, Die Young was very much all over the place. I think the older I got, the more introspective they got, okay. the lyrics did. Um, there was definitely times where I was more influenced and reacting to the world around me in a socio-political kind of way. Like that album, Graven Images, mm-hmm. was very overtly political. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when the band started, which was in 2002, um, I really wanted to write songs about organized religion <laughs> uh, because growing up in Texas during the George W. Bush era and the, and the George Bush era when I was younger, I, I started by the time I was like 18, 19 and America was going to war in Iraq after nine 11. And I saw all the kind of social and racial and religious tension and the kind of narratives that popped up around that incident or that tragedy, however you want to frame it. Um, I thought, man, people are actually really crazy about this religious stuff. (laughs) And, and uh, that was one of the first like missions I had. I want to start this band just to talk shit on all these closed minded religious people. (laughs) Um, But you know, that was a beginning, you know, and I think, that's you know heresy the act of heresy is is kind of a way to just test test the culture you're living in you know to ask questions and um it it wasn't really just about shock value and insulting people it was about trying to find out what's true and the older i get i'm not sure what is actually true (laughs) um i mean there are some things that are very basic but but what's true to me at this point in my life is very personal and um, especially living in this like media climate and social media climate that we do, who knows like what's real with people and policies and, you know, politics and all that anymore. Um, But, and and that's kind of where tooth and claw has evolved. Whereas tooth and claw, uh, when you hear this whole record next week, when it comes out, there's not a political song on there. There's not a song about veganism or straight edge. They're all kind of like metaphysical explorations into very deep symbolic ideas about human consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to leave in this band and this project room for people to make their own meanings mm-hmm. with, with these songs. Um, so it's very different from Die Young, which was, making a stance usually making a stance about things i thought were wrong with the world you know um and and later on i had like you know growing up had relationship kind of things and like people dying around me and that would affect some of the more personal content that da young sang about but you know the bulk of our catalog and our our earlier days were were definitely more like sociopolitical mm-hmm. oriented. Cause you know, it's like they say when you're in your twenties, I mean, you should be trying to change the world or else you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I yeah, remember. I remember. Um, is it, uh, it's a, die with the, with the uh, torture roll. I can't, I can't, I'm, I'm messing up. Messing it's up, the it's message, the right? message, right? Messing up yeah, that one. Head. That one was on our first demo in seven inch, and then we redid it on the message. Yeah, yeah. A couple yeah. years later, yeah. I, uh, I used to work I at a record, to work store, at a record and store. I remember we, we have like, we have like punk, punk hours, hours, 
And I remember, and I remember putting, putting that on, that and my, on, boss and my boss was so fucking pissed. Just he's like, this guy just seems so fucking angry. angry. <laughs> <laughs> and he like, and he like, he got he so got pissed. So he like, and I got, and I got fucking written up for it because he was like, oh man, this is like too much. I love it. It was. I mean, I love that. Yeah, he he never looked at me the same because everybody else was like playing like. You know, bad you know, religion, bad religion or like some like stuff some that was stuff like that in the punk genre, 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 but I was, but like, I was like, like, you know, I'm gonna fucking amp it up. And I didn't and think I didn't it was that think bad because we listened to like Betrayed and uh, <laughs> other bands that were close to it, but then I played the tortured role because I was like, I'm just gonna put the songs on fucking rips. And he was not about it. That's hilarious, man. I love that. Um, yeah, uh, you know, it's funny with that song. I mean, that one. Okay, so you know the the chorus in that song goes, "No life is lived on life's terms," right? Mm-hmm. So that was a conversation. That was based on a conversation I had with my dad and stepmother when I went to visit them, and I told them that I was dropping out of school <laughs> to play in a band. So Dayoung was not a band yet. But I had the ideas for the band, and I basically knew who I was going to get to play in it with me. And uh, I went to visit them in North Carolina, and I, we, I remember we were at dinner, and I told them, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going back to school next year, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to just play in a band and travel the world. And they were like, that's not a good idea. <laughs> and, and then my stepmother, who turned out to be one of the most – full of shit people i ever met in my life um she's not in any of our lives anymore she goes daniel you gotta live life on life's terms (laughs) and i was just so like you know i was like 19 years old i was like you can't tell me what to do i'm gonna go fucking do this shit (laughs) so that song was very it was very personal but it was it was almost like she represented to me at the time the traditional order of things. And I just wasn't willing to accept that at 19 years old. Mm. And if I had listened to her, I wouldn't have got to do all these cool things, you know? And uh, so, yeah, anyway, that's the story behind that song. And I'm, <laughs> I think that's the story you had there is pretty funny in the record store. Which, <laughs> by the way, I want to say like bad religion. I have a bad religion tattoo. I mean, that's the band that got me into punk and um, even though they're not that angry, man, I mean, those are some of the best lyrics ever written. <laughs> Oh yeah, better yeah, religion's better great. Religion's great. Yeah. But I think but I there's think like, there's like I, I always I, I always this, see this problem with hardcore, hardcore where, where I, I, I hear somebody like the band, and I'm like, oh fuck yeah, I'm gonna turn like, you onto this. On this. And, and it's usually, it's too, usually much. too much. Um, um I had a, I had a, a friend a long time ago who's like, oh yeah, like I like Rising and what's there's another band like that. And I was like, oh you like like comeback kid. And, and it was like comeback like kid during, during broadcasting, broadcasting era, era slash, slash like symptoms and cures and they were like oh this like, is, oh, this, this just is a little too, too much too hardcore <laughs> like too much yelling yeah it's not it's not for everybody well so I was going to talk about Tuesday Clops so Tuesday Clops are you do you consider yourself a straight edge band yeah, I mean, we. Yeah, we're all vegan and straight edge, okay. and it's weird because we are vegan straight edge guys in a band, but that's not really what the band's about. Mm. But like, I've worked in animal rights activism for a number of years. I don't currently, but what I learned um, was that, like, for example, I used to work at PETA, and I used to go. I used I like I went on some tour dates with Rise Against because they wanted us to speak at a table by their merch table at at shows and show people like campaigns to help animals. And what I found was like, you know, that band wouldn't have been as big as they were if they were singing about veganism Mm. and all their songs and putting it down everybody's throat. Cause that only appeals to certain kind of people. Like, you know, like earth crisis has influenced members of AFI and fallout boy and rise against and all these people but they're they don't really have commercial success because of the way the music sounds right um Mm -hmm. it just doesn't appeal to more people so i kind of realized that how a band sounds is is like more important than what they're pushing because like if you're just a really good band 
and then you tell people, by the way, we're vegan. It just, it sparks a whole conversation or, or by the way, we're straight edge. Like it, it, like people who aren't into that world will be more curious. Oh, tell me what, what's that? And like, Oh, you know, um, you know, I found, I found that was the case with a lot of bands that PETA was working with and putting us on tours with to, to do campaigns and mm-hmm. like, like bands with vegetarian members, like alkaline trio who were just like, they might've gotten more people to stop eating meat than a lot of bands trying to preach about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and this time around, I mean, Jimmy's and Catharsis was one of the most political bands of all time. S- S- Jimmy and Scott are both in sect, very political band. Um, Earth Crisis clearly, <laughs> everyone knows what they're about. <laughs> I didn't, th- I didn't think that Tooth and Claw needed to be another band like that. This is a, a band to explore different kind of headspace. But yes, we are vegan straight edge dudes. So and we do want people to know that. But musically, that's not what the band's about. The band is about. I, I think it's really like therapy for pain, like therapy for the pain of consciousness. Um, it's more psychological, I would say, mm-hmm. what I'm singing about. It's it's, it's very. It's very it's very it's unique. Very unique. I, I, I feel like I it's, feel like it's, it's, it's uh, a, a kind of a throwback kind of thing. There's a lot of like, old, old school riffs, riffs that are coming out, which I love. Which I love. Um, yeah, yeah. We uh, we mainly talk about like <laughs> European death metal bands and gothic death metal <laughs> bands when, we, when we're writing these songs. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I was always a big influence in Earth Crisis. Um, <laughs> but now we can put like, we're putting some synthy stuff. And so there's a little more like atmosphere, like keyboard kind of stuff. And I'm doing some chanting kind of vocals, which this? I've never done before. And, um, yeah, so we're paying homage to your, a lot of European bands. We, we love that we like, Scott will say this in the other interviews we've been doing is, you know, when we're not allowed to do that stuff in Earth Crisis or Sect, because it's not what people expect of us. So this is a band where we get to just do those other things we like to listen to that we're not really allowed to do within the subgenres of the other bands. Mm. That makes sense. I feel like what you're saying is very... very... It's very it's interesting, very but interesting, I understand. But I, understand. I, get I get it. It's, it's like... It's like... For straight, for straight edge, edge and even hardcore, even hardcore. I mean, both, I mean, both go, to the same, go to the same, but there is like an expectation if you're straight edge, an expectation if you're hardcore. And I have actually gotten that a lot from just listening to your stuff. It is very different. Yeah. It's not like exactly the same as any other band that I've ever listened to lately. Um, that's good but, but it is it is, it is very reminiscent of like old hardcore but also like i can hear the european metal yeah 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 and that stuff i mean really has always been a big influence on scott and like the earth crisis stuff and even jimmy i mean if you listen to jimmy's records when he was in undying i mean that's like my dying bride and at the gates worship um, and those are bands that we are still, you know, paying a lot of respect to in Tooth and Claw musically, you know. That's awesome. That's awesome. But that's cool. That's cool. I, I, like I, I like your point about, point about being. Uh, how do you, how you put it? Just like not necessarily not necessarily not upfront about being straight, being straight but just like not making that sense. Um, yeah yeah it's uh when people get the record if they get it they'll see there's one line in the liner notes that that's what we are that's who we are um but they'll look in the lyrics hopefully and then realize wait what's this guy talking about it's not about that (laughs) (laughs) um i mean to me there's so many bands i I don't want to be like an ideology band Mm. and there's like that serves its purpose um but there's, I feel like there's enough bands like that. And 
I've I see straight edge and sobriety as a as a way. Maybe some people see drug use as the same thing, but it's a way to open your mind and to explore reality in a certain way. And I guess maybe for some people, drug use can be another way to do that. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm always concerned about what's the best way to live. You know, like what's the best way to make the most of our fleeting lives. And uh, we have a lot of narratives as just human creatures uh, of what that is supposed to be. It's taught to us culturally. It's taught to us politically. It's and and then the narratives that we create as, as children growing up and subconsciously before we even know what's happening with our parents, you know, and the environments we're, we're in as young children. And then the way we reenact those dynamics with our partners, as we get older, um, there's all these narratives of that construct our reality mm-hmm. and underneath it is a lot of uncomfortable stuff. And that's where I'm trying to kind of like point my finger with, with, uh, mm-hmm. with tooth and claw and say, Hey, what about this? How do you feel about this? You know, I think it was, harm's way to the song called ease my mind i don't know if you listen listen to that that. not familiar with it but i know the band (laughs) um they did Um, the song called ease my mind mind and and it talks a lot about about not not using using, um any kinds of like substances or anything to really cope as far as what drug use or drinking um, um and, I, and the I, singer the talked, singer about, talked how, like, about how like he did he, he wanted to do a straight, straight edge song without it being straight, straight edge, edge. And, like, right. and like you know very, you know, very and, how, and how back in the back day in the you know day, you know like, like drug, drug fucking, fucking free, free but now, but now it's, it's different, different because, because you gotta like, got like grow, grow and have this different mindset which i think is really really cool one of the questions i wanted to ask you is for being straight as long as then, how does it how does it feel? Um. Well, I think life's hard no matter what you choose. <laughs> like, like, uh, is is the name of your podcast from that Gate Creeper song? Um, it's actually um, it's, it's actually, funny. It's it's, it's not, not really. really it's, it's more from, more the, from ceremony, the ceremony. Or ceremony. Or ceremony. Uh, off of uh, Ronald Ronald Park Park of, uh, Oh, okay, okay. The song's sick. Oh, okay. Um, I thought because you were from Arizona. It was a... Well, that too. <laughs> well, that too <laughs> yeah. 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 I used to. I used to be their booking agent. Those guys really? Time. Really? But, yeah, yeah. What, um, before they blew up, basically, wow. I worked with them until they were too big for me to handle anymore. <laughs> um, but um, you know, I mean uh, that that phrase, "sick of being sober." It's not that I'm sick of being sober. I'm just sick of uh, life being hard. <laughs> and I mean, I say that as somebody who has a really good life, you know, it's ridiculous and it's absurd. And, um, uh, but for one being sober and straight, it's just the way I live. It's the way I've conditioned myself to live. Uh, and at this point it's kind of like a Henry Rollins or Glenn Danzig thing. It's like, I don't even have to call myself that it's just what I'm going to be, you know? Mm. Um, but I, I do still like to say it because I think that the, the kind of culture that it can foster, especially for younger people in the scene, I think that's good. Cause I needed that when I was a teenager, cause I could have given it into peer pressure and gone the other way with some friends and just totally gotten into a lot of trouble that I couldn't reverse, you know, or taken years to, to fix, you know, and I'm glad that I didn't. So, I mean, that's one reason I think that saying you're straight edge is still, a cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really do it to, to be like proud or um, assert any kind of coolness over anybody. You know what I mean? It's just, it, it's cool. Like some people need that rallying point. And, um, and it was a good rallying point for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but as far as facing the world in this way, um i mean people cope how they cope you know it's like we all have to find something 
or, or some things to help us get by. And it's, it's really like, do you want your addictions or your habits to be positive and productive or are you going to let, are they going to be things that consume you, you know? Mm -hmm. So for me, like, um, one of the best things that I deal with stress and anxiety is, is I'm a power lifter. So I'm a, I compete in the sport of powerlifting, and um, that you know, three four days a week is something I. And, and uh, it really helps my mind level out. And if I didn't have something like that, where I could be in my body, and it, but it was good for my body, you know, because um, I think a lot of that's what drug use is: is you want to get out of your your mind, you want to be back in your body. You want a warm feeling, right? You want so, you want to escape reality, and I mean, we do that through so many ways. Some people do it with food. I mean, food can be an addiction. Mm -hmm. um, people do it with video games and pornography or whatever, and and those are all retreats from just the anxiety of being alone or being scared of something or having problems. So you have you have to find like your habit that will take you out of your mind sufficiently enough and put you back in your body, but like in a positive, healthy way. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I have, I have my habits and they, they help me. Mm -hmm. um, but I understand that the feeling I think to need that is, is the same, whether people go down a road of substance abuse or whether they go down a road of exercise and healthy eating, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's something to engage in. You got to engage in something. That makes so, that much, makes sense. so much sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, definitely I get that. Like, like you can, like in the recovery world, you know, there's so many different, different ways, ways you can fall into fall a rabbit hole, hole of abuse. abuse. Um, right. Like um, I said, like it can said, be like pornography. Like it can be eating. eating. Um, uh, and that's... And that's it's, it's, it's scary, scary that that's, that that's, that's life, that's but life, I think, but you, I know, think like, you know, I think you're saying it's like what you choose what you your choose put, your to put your energy towards. Energy towards and that's, that's, it's a tough it's one to get to. I think not everybody gets there. For sure. And some of us have kind of like, uh, it might be like chemical propensities mm -hmm. or imbalances that we compensate for. Um, that lead us more towards one side of the spectrum than the other. <laughs> and um, that's one reason I don't ever want to feel righteous about the, the things I do with my life is, is uh, I didn't start at the same starting point as even people in my family. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just very personal. We're all, as much as we're similar as human beings, we're still all very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you, uh, do you, in your earlier days, days, were you, were you, were you kind of like, like, were you into were you like the real like righteous stuff, stuff or like, or like, the, like the, yeah, yeah, like the gatekeeping, like, like I know, like, like hardcore and straight edge can be very gatekeeper like, where there are people, you know, who just like want to govern, that's not hardcore, that's not straight edge. Right, because they don't fit in anywhere else, and so this is very sacred to them, and uh, no, I don't think I was terrible about it. Um, I'm, I, I was definitely more gung ho when I was young and a little more, you know, rigid. And, um, I mean, like, dude, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I love the path resistance who dares win album. It's like one of the most hard fucking straight edge proclamation records ever. <laughs> <laughs> die motherfuckers we never want you back you're unworthy of the the honor the title straight edge holds i mean that's hard as fuck but i almost feel like it's like role playing you know it's mm -hmm. you know like the guys in earth christ really nice guys <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and they when the first time i saw them play they were playing with scarhead and madball <laughs> like straight up gangsters from new york who were into all kinds of drugs <laughs> you know they weren't they weren't too uh obsessed with purity then to, uh to keep them from mingling with other kinds of people and mm. um i thought that was cool actually you know when i saw that i was like 15 when i saw that show yeah. it was like my second hardcore show ever i saw earth crisis nice, nice. scarhead madball and hatebreed and hatebreed was playing second 
They weren't. They hadn't. They hadn't blown up yet. Oh man. Um, oh, man. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, but uh, you know, I I think because I like shows like that were like my first shows. Um, I I just didn't see the. There wasn't a environment of hostility mm. and righteousness in in Houston, Texas, when I was seeing shows like that. You know, it was. Man, I mean, for, I remember I got clobbered by Freddie Critchen of Madball. Like, you know, <laughs> I went to that show to see Earth Crisis because I didn't even like I, I had already seen Hatebreed one time. Hatebreed was my first hardcore show when they played with local bands in Houston. Um, They came back a few months later with Earth Crisis and this show I'm talking about. And, you know, that was like when Freddie had just gotten out of jail and he was massive. And I was really small back then, man. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not a big guy now, but I at least have muscle on me now. But back then, I weighed like 120 pounds. <laughs> and I went just to see Earth Crisis. They're the band. Like, I saw that year that on that Ozfest VHS, and it got me into the whole kind of music. I didn't really even know Madball or Scarhead. And I was like, whoa, these dudes are like gangsters. <laughs> and then I go out there and I'm trying to push mosh for Earth Crisis because I'm not even like enculturated into hardcore yet. <laughs> and man, Freddie just comes out there and clears the pit. Just like I was seeing stars, you know, <laughs> I got clobbered by that dude moshing for Earth Crisis, you know, and I thought, oh, well, this fucking gangster motherfucker loves the vegan straight edge dude. So that's interesting, you know. <laughs> Oh man. oh man! Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, 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 I because I feel like, I feel like we, we touched we a little bit on there, like, like earlier, earlier in hardcore. Hard like, like, you know, we're all full of and vinegar, and we're especially like that more so when we're kids. I just, I think in Phoenix, at the time that I grew up with hardcore, there were there were enough people who were pretty toxic as far as that as that is concerned and it really did kind of for a while just shy me away from straight edge and like not really hardcore I love the fucking angle of hardcore the second I set foot but I can tell that like straight edge there were people that were just kind of making it seem more like the gang mentality yeah rather than like that what you that were saying you now, were saying is now like, is you know, like, if you, no, if you, you used to live, like, to live a, like, a, like a sober like a life and, and, or a straight edge lifestyle, lifestyle, like, like Godanya, um, uh, which I think which maybe I think is just, maybe, just maybe, maybe, I don't know, I'm not sure. You know, part of me thinks uh, it's it's hormonal. I mean, young men band together, you yeah. know? Yeah. And that's like a phenomenon across the biological spectrum of, like, primates and and definitely with people. And I don't know if there's anything we can do about that. It's just <laughs> testosterone fueled rage. <laughs> and you, you can't reason with young people. They know everything, you know, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's exhausting, especially as you get older and you think, why y'all care so much about this petty ass social shit? Um, and, and there's a danger in groups, you know? I mean, I remember in Houston, we didn't have so much, like, problems with straight-edge gang, but it was, like, kids were starting crews. Mm -hmm. And I was in the center of it being in a band, but I wasn't in anybody's crew. I was just friends with all the crew dudes. And they had my back like I was in their crew, and I was cool. But sometimes, you know, um, <laughs> so there was this one time – the Guttermouth, you know the punk band? Yep. Yep. They were gonna play Houston. And we asked the promoter to put us on the show because we heard that they threw like yogurt at Earth Crisis or somebody. Uh this was uh Die Young. And and we asked them to put Die Young on the show. And we were gonna beat them up just to like pit, you know, because they're the shock value, talk shit on straight edge and vegetarian kind of punk band. And, and they're they're older dudes. We didn't know them or anything. We just thought, oh, they talk shit on straight edge kids. We're gonna get them, you know. <laughs> and but I guess word got around, and there was word got around to certain people in the scene. And I remember some younger dudes coming up to me, being like, "Hey, Daniel, I heard we're fighting next weekend." 
<laughs> and and we were, I was just like amazed that somebody I didn't know very well heard that we were going to go pick a fight. So they wanted to get in on it and have our back. Cause I am not, I, I wouldn't really do that for anybody. I don't know, <laughs> but I was like, this is interesting. Like these young dudes want to like prove themselves. They're like, Hey, we like your band. You want us to beat somebody up? I said, that's really remarkable and insane. <laughs> and so we showed up at the show and the promoter was like, Hey, Hey, you guys can't come in and play this show. You know, it's like enough people, like too many people found out we were going to oh, jump cut her mouth. So we didn't even get to go inside the show. It was just like, well, fuck, we'll turn around, you know, but, um, <laughs> but wow. I just remember like some of those crew dudes were like, Hey, Hey, you, you're going to pick a fight with gutter mouth. Well, like we're there, but it, it, they didn't even know who gutter mouth was. They, they were just like, we heard you're going to go fight somebody. <laughs> and That's i was just crazy. like you know i would expect my best friends but not like, yeah. this dude i don't even know approach me about this like down <laughs> so i don't That's know funny. i mean i think that whole that whole thing that that phenomenon that happens with groups and the fighting mentality it's got its pros and it's got its cons <laughs> <laughs> and good stories <laughs> oh, yeah um, um, I can only, I can I can only get, get a few more questions, please, but, but I, I am curious, curious to, know to know what you guys what are going to do gonna with, do COVID, with COVID, COVID and how, and how the tour, tour and the released and albums, albums and, and such like that, such like like, that. Like, it's got to put, gotta a, put real, a real like, rock, like, in, the rock in the way for bands, bands to put out content, put out content and promote their albums. Well, I mean, it's given us a lot of time and space to make mm. music, you know. Um, I mean, that's really I, – I, if Scott was on the phone with us, he would say that COVID was the reason he he no longer could put this project off, you know, because mm. now he's at home all the time. And Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, so in that regard, it's, it's a good thing. Uh, I think COVID is one of the reasons this band exists something for us to do um yeah because you guys are all over the place place, right well they're all uh cameron scott and jimmy they're all in north carolina like eastern north carolina yeah so i'm the only i'm not a guy out i'm in texas um but my dad lives in north carolina so it's like now i've got a band out there and i can go visit my dad when we do band stuff so um that works out nicely um but as far as shows, um, I mean, Scott's a family man. Jimmy's got a career. Uh, Cameron's kind of a family man, too. And they, these dudes all have other bands. So there's not a lot of room for us to do a lot of shows anyway. We have to be, we're going to have to be very picky once we have these opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to do as much as we can do, but I mean, we're, we're not, I mean, Cameron's young, but the rest of us are not. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it's difficult for me to just leave my house for a weekend. Cause I got rescue dogs that I got to get someone to take care of. I mean, that, that alone is a drain on my wallet and, you know, we, uh, most of us have day jobs and can't just take off all the time. And, well, what's uh, the, what's the... Sorry, to interrupt, Sorry to interrupt you. No, yeah. That's, but that's the was, gist of it. I was going to ask you, how did you all really really connect? connect. I've read, I've read, read, uh, read, uh, I don't know, maybe it was Decibel, they were talking about about you good, and I think it's true, you guys are like a super group, if you will, like a super group for hardcore. Yeah, it's weird. You all link up, you a few people, right? Well, like, did you get to save that early part? Yeah. Yeah. The first 15 minutes before we got cut off? Uh, yes, uh, I did. yes, I did. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, I mean, it's basically like um, Jimmy and I got a little closer from Dying and, and Catharsis okay. playing okay. together. And I was asked to try out for Sect when he and Stott, uh, yes. Scott yes. started working on Sect. And then, uh, you know, Chris Colahan got that part. But then I was Sect's booking agent. Mm, and, yes, yes, yes. and then Dying and Sect ended up playing shows together. And, you know, we just developed a relationship that way. Um, and then Cameron came into the picture because, you know, Andy Hurley from Fall Out Boy and Race yes, Trader. Yes, that's, 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 that's where my question is going. Because I, 
I, I understand, I understand where all you guys, you guys came from, but then, like, then like magnitude fucking rad, like, that band rules, rules but, but, yeah. I, it's I just, like, trying, just to like trying to figure out where that, where that came, came from. Oh, well, and, I mean, I don't know if you know Andy's background, and I don't want to say too much about it because I don't know Andy super well, but, I mean, he was he was in uh, Race Trader and Arma Angelus, yep. and he's in a lot of old metalcore bands from, like, Chicago, Wisconsin. Yeah, area. yeah, he's actually... I saw yes. when I saw, saw Earth Crisis, Crisis, he was drumming, he was drumming for Earth Crisis. Crisis. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he goes way back with all these dudes, and yeah. um, yeah. uh, and I w- I think he even played on a Vegan Reich record, huh? Many years ago. I mean, he's always been down for the real shit. Um, but the the thing with Sect is that he can't always play for them because he's got career things that he gets called away to because he makes a real living off of Fall Out Boy. So um, Cameron was one of the drummers who was filled in for him in set. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was just one of these random things because of, uh, I think sect and magnitude played some shows together. Oh, okay. And, okay. and you know, Cameron is a bass player in magnitude, mm, but yeah, they yeah, found yeah, out yeah. that he's a wizard drummer. I mean, he's an amazing drummer. And so, um he just like oh well yeah i can try to like learn your songs and, like dude didn't just try he just knocked him out of the park that's so like, fucking he's cool. just one of those people that's really good at everything he does so that's really awesome. <laughs> um so yeah so then then when scott was trying to assemble this lineup um you know i mean andy didn't have time to be in another band so i think he thought well he's developed this musical relationship with cameron cameron drumming for sex sometimes so so I mean, Tooth and Claw is almost like sect with a different singer, <laughs> <laughs> and just different kind of music, you know. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah, I was, I was trying to figure out the Cameron, Cameron piece, piece because he's such, he's a, young such a young dude. Yeah, we could all biologically be his father. <laughs> like even me, and I'm I'm 38, and he's like 23. So I mean, tell you, I could have made that happen. <laughs> Yeah, he's a young cat. I'm really excited, excited for the new, for the era, new era of hardcore, of like the, all like the young the, cats who are coming up. But it's just, it's just, just, just it was always, it was always when, you started, when you guys started showing up on, showing up on, uh, on Instagram, Instagram and Spotify, and, Spotify and, stuff, and, like, and stuff. I was like, how did this happen? This is a very interesting, but it's cool. Yeah, it's mostly location. Yeah. And and then the North Carolina scene that's cool that's you know because cool. jimmy's played in most bands in north carolina that were worth anything so that's, awesome. that's, awesome. <laughs> that's so cool um um one of the questions one of the questions that i have that's not on the one that is i know that there's a lot of death metal, death coming, metal out of coming out of texas right texas now texas right now like a lot of yeah. death like a lot of death metal things and um, they kind of hit them big. Are there Texas hardcore Texas bands, bands that are that starting, are to, make starting to make it out? Um, man, I haven't. Well, I haven't been to show in a over a year. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think who. Like you mean, like a younger band? Yeah, like yeah, uh, like uh, when I was growing when I was up, growing it was up, like. It was like Oh man, I'm not gonna be able to recite every Texas program that I know. But it was like, but I knew like Don like, Young, like, Young and like Wire X, X. X. And, uh, and some uh, other <laughs> some other Texas some other bands. bands. But I feel like but right I feel now like right I'm seeing, seeing a lot of Texas death metal bands. Like, you know, there's Power Trip, Frozen Soul, and all those other kinds of Yeah, Creeping Death. Creeping Death. They're really fucking really good, fucking good. Really really you know it's funny i mean they're all hardcore kids yeah, yeah. i mean you can hear I mean, you, you can, can hear, hear the hardcore yeah. right yeah i mean i think it's a really interesting right. time for hardcore in general because the genres are more blurred than ever you know yeah. um yeah. i mean you have hardcore kids playing death metal and it's you know it's weird because I, i'm not I don't know how much the death metal world always accepts them as death metal bands. You know, power, mm-hmm. power trip's interesting because I mean, they really tried to be this thrash thing, but they, they really got big in the hardcore scene first. Oh, you know? for sure. Oh, for sure. 
um yeah and uh like for example bands like bitter and iron age who i would say kind of paved the way for power trip didn't make that crossover mm. you know they kind of stayed in the hardcore scene you know mm. um but uh man at, at the moment i'm probably gonna feel like an idiot after we hang up the phone but i i you know i'm so out of touch with texas right now because i was living in tennessee uh a year ago oh, okay and i was there for two years and i moved back during covid and so i haven't been to any shows i don't really know what's going on i mean i know bands like um narrowhead which is like the scourge kids okay okay uh, which Scourge put out a record on like locking out and the Narrowhead has gotten pretty big, you know, and they're kind of like a, kind of like a post hardcore band. Nice. Nice. You know, like you can hear influences from like Deftones and Alice in Chains and stuff like that, but it's being played by hardcore kids. Um, and, and they're a bit younger, but they're also at this point, I would say they're not that young, man. They're not like the newest crop of kids, you know, they're probably like pushing 30 or late twenties at this point, you know, which is old for hardcore kids. So. Yeah, oh, for yeah, sure. For I feel sure. like, yeah. like my, my, my age in the early 30s, I'm fucking, 30s fucking old. Yeah, it's like ancient. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean that's, yeah, the last yeah, the show, last I, went show to I went to was last was year, last obviously, year, obviously but, but I remember, I remember moshing, moshing and just being I'm fucking old. Fucking old. <laughs> 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 it gets harder, man, yeah. But it's still fun, but it's like, I'm old. Yeah, yeah. Um... So I'm sorry, I don't have a good answer for you about uh, upcoming hardcore in Texas right now. It's just uh, been unplugged. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel I mean, it's, it's been a strange, been a strange fucking, fucking year. year. Yeah. Um, and my um, last and my question, last is, question is, is, do you have any other shout-outs shout or any, anything else anything about, else about Tooth and Clock? The uh, record is called Dream of Ascension. It comes out next Friday, uh, May 21st, which I don't know what day you're going to air this, but Comes out May twenty first. Um, uh, the pre orders are are up now. Although the the vinyl is it is coming in very shortly, and those orders will be up soon. Oh nice. Um, nice! Yeah, like the label just didn't want to do the you know I mean vinyl is so unpredictable with the pressing plants these days. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to put pre orders up and then make you wait four to six months and like have your money up front. They they just wanted to be like, hey, it's finally ready. Nice. So nice. we actually got word that it might be available by the day of re- release. Oh, that'd be like cool. actually, actually in their hands and ready to ship. But okay. I can't confirm it, you know. So it's people. I know they're mostly waiting on the vinyl to get put up online, but it it will happen very soon. And um, are you guys uh, are you guys doing anything special for the release? No, mainly what we're doing right now is we've got a handful of podcasts lined up. And, um, you know, the, the label's been working on making sure like press outlets are going to cover either reviews or interviews or, um, so a lot of the, the job, the, the band job stuff right now is, is talking to people and writing emails and things like that. And that's cool. Um, we, we, we have a booking agent, um, so that when shows are appropriate, and can happen like we we can take offers and hopefully get on some cool shows because we we definitely want to do that it's just we're just we're kind of waiting for when it's like uh i mean we we all have families and stuff that we have to consider too if we're going to go out and do that so yeah yeah um so we're going to be a little cautious about jumping into the fray on that but we still want to do it as soon as we can nice nice Everything's basically ready to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. I've I've been rocking the last three songs. songs Every time you drop drop something, it's on my playlist. playlist. Uh, Awesome. uh, Yeah, because it's... it's, it's, Like I said earlier, earlier, it's different. different. It seems like a very very matured hardcore. hardcore. If that makes sense. sense. I mean, it should be. Like, Jimmy and Scott are old. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's, like, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not, not the... I don't know. I don't it's know. Not it's that, not like, that, like... I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's not that kind of hardcore that's just like... I don't know. How I don't do you know. How do you do that? 
Yeah, I love it. It's fucking yeah, ridiculous. It's it's fucking great, it's fucking but it's like, you know, these dudes are not super old, but like, old, but like just like fucking, fucking tough as tough fuck, as fuck and just, and just talking about talking about beating people beating down. People down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no, great. I understand. No, I mean, I, like most of what I've said about Tooth and Claw is uh, we, we really didn't want to be a specific genre. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, like, you know, we are, you know, like just kind of like how Earth Crisis, they never wrote hardcore songs. They wrote metal songs, but their spirit was a hardcore mm. band. You know, I always think hardcore is 80% spirit and 20% sound. Huh. You can you can sound however you want. It's just about how you deliver it is what makes you hardcore or not, you know? And huh. so in that in that way, I think we'll we're definitely a hardcore band, but the way we sound isn't necessarily like that. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah it's, like it's, it's, it's different. It's, it's, I love it. I love it. I mean, the way we sound, we might as well be from Scandinavia. Or something. <laughs> Scandinavia, Scandinavia with, a with a finger from Texas. From Texas. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, Daniel. Awesome, Daniel. It's, it's, it was a pleasure talking to you. Sorry for all the stuff that happened earlier. Really really so. That'll happen. It's all good, man. Good conversation. Awesome. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Have a good one. All right, take care. Bye.